queens take over here for changing the game. All female ass kickers giving lumps to you lames. Carolina boss lady giving orders cause she run it like a freaking assassin. You won't even see it coming. Got the Texas sports queen repping Houston for days. She's the voice of freaking reason. Keep you stupid at bay. And lastly, it's the Jester Delaware is a home. Talking crap to Jolie, your brains might get blown. And you know Kat and Kayla both the rep in the South. So you ever disrespect, you might get smacked in the mouth. Three women, one vision, podcast with a mission. Leaving haters so pissed, they be stumbling and tripping. Trust me when I tell you, you don't want that smoke. All female trio will make you lose that hope. It's time, so turn it up, let's get ready to go. It's the Queen's Takeover, ladies, start that show. All right. Well, as y'all know, we record on Sundays and so we're recording this on Father's Day. So we want to send a shout out to the fathers, including our guest. We're continuing our podcast collaborations. We're heading back to over the pond to England. And uh, I've actually been waiting to do this. I've been waiting to do this uh, interview for like a quite a while collaboration. He's a good friend of mine. uh, Christie's with It's My House podcast. What's (laughs) up, buddy? Hey, buddy. How are you? I'm really good. Thank you. It's been a lovely Father's Day. Spent the whole day with my son. Had a lovely dinner. Got a few nice little gifts. Yeah, it's been a great day. And, I, and likewise, I've been wanting to do this for a long time, like over a year. Yeah, exactly. So it's like, oh, it's finally happening. It's like you get me and my girls. <laughs> <laughs> finally, finally. Finally, finally. All right. So we have a little bit of business traditions we have here on the show and everything so we always ask because we we did this like the first few weeks that we started the show and everything so how did you get into wrestling as a fan uh like a lot of people my age it was it was through the attitude era you know I I remember sort of as a kid before school flicking through the channels early in the morning um came across wrestling one time and it just sort of it just grabbed me it was at the time where Hardy Boys, Edge and Christian, the Dudleys were, were putting on, you know, all their TLC matches and ladder matches and table matches and just doing doing the kind of things that as a seven or eight year old kid, I had never seen before. So it instantly just pulled me in. Um, I was drawn. I, I was always a bit of a, not a weird kid. Well, yeah, a bit of a weird kid. Um, so I was drawn to Jeff Hardy straight away because he was a bit different and he dressed differently. His hair was always really weird and cool the fishnet armbands and all that kind of crazy stuff. Um, and I remember I remember just seeing him jump off things that were like the size of houses. And I just thought, yeah, this is for me. It just sucked me in. <laughs> um, my first pay-per-view that I... I don't think WrestleMania 17 was my first pay-per-view, but it's certainly the one that, that I remember. Okay. Like the furthest back. Um, still my favourite pay-per-view of all time. Um, still in my my eyes the best pay-per-view of all time obviously TLC2 was there so that was part of it um yeah it was just it was just larger than life it was different I'd heard kids talking about it at school and I was like oh what's this this sounds great and you know I started watching it and then I saw The Rock and Stone Cold, Mankind, Undertaker, Kane, Shawn Michaels just such a good time to come into it I think any time is good right. to come into wrestling you know there's always any, any kid who gets into it now, those, you know, those those guys that drew me in, now you've got Drew and Lashley and, and you know, just a few years ago, Lesnar and Cena and 
there's always been larger than life characters and athletes to to pull people in. I just I was lucky that I had that caliber of superstars, arguably the greatest of all time. Exactly, because it's like around the time that I got into it, it was like uh, Batista and Triple H and everything. Because it's like hmm. the, the they know the story, but it's like the first pay per view I ever watched was Vengeance two thousand five with their Hell in a Cell match, and I'm like and I'm like, well, what the hell am I watching? And then, <laughs> but of course that drew me in. So, okay. I thank my nephew for that. <laughs> awesome, awesome. Okay, so. Even though the dirt sheets um, and the reports kind of spoiled this a little bit, one of the biggest news stories out of the week goes to NXT um, with the return of Samoa Joe. Boy, did he have an impact week one, night one. And I swear it's like I foresee like I foresaw like at least three possible matches if he does get cleared. What do you I mean? Do, do you agree, Kayla? Lord, absolutely. And speaking of Samoa Joe, I got his night night shirt on. Um, (laughs) but no, um, I'm actually really glad to see him back, you know, in NXT, you know, especially, I think it'd be a good kick to the, you know, help Regal a little bit because Regal looked like he was stressing out at TakeOver. Uh, (laughs) um, but yeah, there's definitely three possible matches going, especially with, um, Chris, these two girls know. That I am a um, big Carrion Cross fan, and that was actually the first time I see Cross piss his pants in the ring. It's like <laughs> he did not piss his pants; he shit his pants. <laughs> <laughs> he probably did. He probably did. <laughs> but, um, but no, I think it'd be that definitely would be one hello match to say see. And I know, I definitely know Adam Cole is not going to forget that he got choked out. So. Hi, <laughs> Yeah, literally. Um, and then as far as Johnny, I don't know. Johnny just like, oh, yeah, okay, whatever. I'm gone. Bye. <laughs> so <laughs> um, regardless, three different matches, but I do like the point where he can't touch unless he's provoked, which he's getting provoked. Uh, <laughs> but no, I think it'll, but I think it'll be good for NX, you know, NXT. And I definitely think, um, it'll, like I said, it'll help out Regal a lot and kind of went smoothly. So maybe... It'll continue to go smoothly, but uh, Regal definitely needs the help because I don't want to see him step down because he's done a lot since he's been there as general manager, and I don't want to see him go anywhere. So hopefully, as Samoa Joe is his assistant, he'll continue to choke people out. <laughs> and at this enforcer, rate, enforcer, right hand man, whatever you want to call it. Oh man, we go ahead, Chris. Uh, I completely echo Kayla's thoughts, and um, I was one of one of many, many people who was devastated to see Joe be released or, or be granted his release, whatever it was that happened. I don't think anybody's going to find out. But um, right. I was sad to see him go, surprised to see him back so soon. Again, I think we all were, but just over the moon. Um, it was a brilliant reintroduction. Like you said, everything he did on that first night back was just, it, it, it just popped. It was so good. He just, I think what's so great about Joe is you've got that whole new dynamic of, you can't touch people unless you're provoked, but Joe makes people provoke him. That's what I love about Joe. Like, doesn't matter. He'll just walk into any room and he'll be provoked. And that's what right. I love. He just rubs people up the wrong way just by being there. Um, it'll be interesting to see that dynamic between him and Regal, because like he said in the ring, he was he was a pain in the ass for Regal when he was a wrestler there. So it'll be interesting to see how they 
go back and forth. I like I like this idea that Regal is sort of become um, a bit of a wallflower, a bit a bit shy, doesn't know how to handle his superstars anymore. And mm-hmm. you know, I think <laughs> who, who better than Joe? Who better than Joe? Really, if you think across all of WWE to put in that role, you don't fuck with Joe. Simple, you don't fuck with Joe. I'm so excited to see him back. It's a shame. It's a shame he's not in a um as, a, as, a, as an in-ring competitor but like you say this is wwe this could be leading to literally anything he could end up going against oh wow just just think of the names johnny cross champa um pete dunn pete dunn escobar yeah there's just a, an absolute bevy of amazing potential matches so i hope i hope we get to to see him wrestle again i think we will um but for now that was a, a phenomenal way to to bring him back in Exactly. Totally. Totally. All right, Jester, fly away. Can you just imagine him putting Walter into a night night? Walter can get his ass in the U.S. <laughs> I think he's coming over. I think he actually wants to. Like from the way his last interview was, it kind of like you know signaled that he wants to come over here for more of a challenge. Um, seeing Joe, hearing the rumors that he was getting signed back with the WWE with NXT um, props to triple H. If that was him saying, fuck you Vince, because that was the best fuck you ever. Um, <laughs> and honestly, that could have been a reason why he sold some shares right after Joe got let go. He could have been trying to do something to pull him into NXT again, just speculation. But um, when it comes to Mr. Regal, I, I don't want to see William Regal go anywhere. I think he has been the best general manager ever. Um, maybe for at least NXT, I would say Paige is one of the best man, uh, general managers for the Raw or SmackDown brand, just because she had a different perspective. But then again, it's that British mentality, and they they're tough as nail bastards. So you know right. that right, you... Chris. <laughs> yeah, hundred percent. Couldn't agree more. <laughs> My uncle's English, so I can actually attest to that. That's why I said it. <laughs> um, but no, it's like, you know, all like there he is. Uh, I, I was watching some of his old stuff when he was going against Triple H with the whole Eugene situation. And I just when he gets fired up, he gets fired up. And I feel that, you know, bringing in Joe to be his his weapon of mass destruction against people that provoke him because he actually didn't necessarily say what type of provocation it's very open-ended i mean if scarlet bumps into joe does that give him the right to put her in the night night or put carrie in the night night you know it's it's there's so many different options and you're talking about champa and and again like i said Walter is like the first person that popped in my mind as a match that i want to see but then i'm thinking about that new guy that they have coming up parker brudeau it's like okay that's an interesting matchup. And then I'm thinking, son of a bitch. oh, he is a big son of a bitch. But what about that big football player that Swerve Scott with him? My mom oh, went there too. Stop I, yeah. <laughs> I, I apologize. I cannot remember your name. I actually took the week off of wrestling this week. I have not watched any wrestling all week. Top dollar. Um, thank you. Because I was on vacation. Uh, I needed the break. Um, Besides, it's the same show because I, like I said, I told you, I've got a feeling that it's going to be like this until Money in the Bank. Once they go live, I feel like, you know, Money in the Bank is, Hell in the the Cell tonight is the 
mid-season finale, right? Mm-hmm. And then you're going to have Hell in the Cell as the season finale of wrestling. We're back live. SummerSlam is going to be live. They're going to be announcing more live shows. And then SummerSlam is going to kick everything back off. So you're going to have like a truncated season between SummerSlam and WrestleMania season where like, you know, Royal Rumble's the season finale and then kickoff is... <laughs> I'd bring everything back to TV pop culture because you need to think about it. Every TV show this year has been truncated. So... I feel that people are getting tired of the reruns and yeah, okay, I get it. Nobody wants to see Shinsuke and Corbin fight over a crown again because right now they technically should have been starting the King of the Ring tournament. Thank you. Um, But again, that's something they could bring up once we go back to live shows. So, you know, I mean, getting to see Shinsuke wrestle and he get, I don't care if it's Corbin. I don't care if it's Otis. I don't care if it's Gable. Watching Shinsuke Nakamura wrestle is fantastic. So I just feel like, you know, NXT has been the freshest thing out there. Mm-hmm. I appreciate him bringing Joe back. And if there's any way you can bring back Thea and Tommy, please do. I mean, don't get me wrong. I love watching them stream. I love watching his, him play Warzone with, with the, the Black Mass crew or the, the uh, exercise fitness stuff. And I think he's going to be doing some cooking sometime. I, I love that. But, you know, I'd rather see him wrestle. And I can't wait till their, their stuff is up. And it just sucks that Thea has been in limbo. Like, cause we don't know where she's at. Like I hear her, I see her Insta posts, but like, you know, she's not streaming like she was. And it's like, you know, okay, where is she going to pop up? What's, what's happening with Thea? And it's like, all right, can, can we get her to start wrestling again? It, it's weird. <sighs> I don't know, because it's like the other day, um, I haven't watched the whole episode yet, because um, the other day, uh, Jim Ross had an, an interview with Andrade on AEW, and something about a surprise coming up, so some of the speculation is that she actually might be heading to AEW after all, so I don't know, and Kayla's like nodding, so I think she's read the same thing. If that's yeah, the case, so the- oh, sorry, go ahead. No, I was just saying I saw that in AEW because I watched it Friday after work and it just, you know, had a little hamster wheel just started turning like, okay, Andrade, what are you and Vicky up to? You know, just trying to put two and two together. So, Like I said, it's like it, I just want her back doing what she does best and that's either being a manager or wrestling. I mean, she's hands down one of the best managers in NXT WWE. In, this, in the past decade. Mm-hmm. And she's a hell of a wrestler. We just, we, we just haven't been able to see it much recently in the last couple of years, which is a shame. Yeah, you know? no, definitely. I mean, her match against Asuka and Mickey James were two of my, my favorite matches. So, Kat, you're muted. And anybody who can hurricane Rana on the men, especially her own husband, more props to her. <laughs> That's probably how he fell in love with her. <laughs> Anybody that can put him down, I mean, don't get me like, I mean, I have massive amount of respect for Tommy. He is probably one of the most uh, engaging right now with the fans. You know, he came out and, and put everything out there, no holds barred. And, you know, Everybody was so upset that he wasn't mad at Vince. 
And it's like, you know, and I, I honestly said, I don't think it was 100% Vince behind it. Yeah. Vince was pushing for this storyline because of this. Like, you know, Vince wouldn't have put the money out into this. I think somebody said, well, you know, this is going too dark. We need to. And somebody whispered in Vince's ear. If that was Nick Khan, me and him are going to have problems. Because. Seems like, seems like the kind of thing Bruce Pritchard might have got involved oh. with or Johnny Ace or somebody. Yeah, like, you know, so it it it, it just that his release was, it was the one thing that, like, you know, didn't sit right with me. Everybody else, I kind of understood, especially Lana um, and Ruby. I didn't understand that one. That one still pisses me off. But did you guys see that the Iconics now have a trademark? Really? Yes. Hold on. Let me yeah, pull. Yeah, I saw that pop up today. Um it's not, not nothing to do with that podcast, is it? No, it's 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 another. It's like it's a tag team thing. Uh, They're probably heading to Impact, most likely because I think that they would be better better used in Impact. Okay, yeah. uh, Cassandra Lee McIntosh filed uh, for the trademark, the inspiration with two eyes. Hmm. Okay. So Peyton Royce was the one that filed that. So again iconics inspiration very original two eyes another another thing i've heard about is um stroman maybe going to mlw really yeah that's quite a big apparently there's a lot of a lot of talk about that at the moment um i don't think he's he would suit aw i think he, he would just stick out like a sore thumb there he would just i know they've got a couple of big guys but stroman's a, a big big guy and i don't think he'd really fit um I think he would be better off with like a like an impact or an MLW or even NWA, but just like occasionally, just sort of like a showpiece. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like don't don't tie him down to a contract. Just just bring him in. Treat him like a Brock Lesnar. Yeah. Oh. No, I agree with that. But and also when you brought up, you know, AEW, he has said a lot of things that most likely rubbed a lot of the independents that work with AEW wrong with his That's true. with his whole spiel about oh you got let go during a pandemic. Well, so did you, buddy. <laughs> and you know, I mean it, it is what it is. I mean, I thought again, I honestly think that he could be back in the WWE in six months after they rework his contract. Yeah. You know, there's that rumor flying around. So I we'll think Zelina. Her. I think Zelina stays as well. I think the fact that she is streaming and, and doing all that kind of thing less, especially when we we know that WWE don't like them doing that, and obviously brought in all those new rules and they had all that yeah hustle around Twitch and cameo and blah 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 and streaming. Could that be a sign that maybe you know we know she's been at the performance center recently? Yeah, she's not streaming as much. Could that be because WWE have have said? No streaming. You're coming back soon. I, I don't know. I get, yeah, it's, like, it's all speculation. Like, I don't... I will never put out anything uh, when it comes to Zelina or Tommy unless they say so. Um, when people were all, like, all over, every every comment I put was, did she say anything? No? Then shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> because, you know, I mean, I am a subscriber to her her page, her and Tommy's page. Um, you know, so I, I, they get, uh, a monthly for me and, you know, just because 
they put out great content. They do great things for their fans. My question is, oh, if they're not doing the streaming thing, how the hell does uh, does Adam Cole get away with it? Is it because he's NXT? Yeah, possibly. What What's the deal with it, Paige? Is she under any sort of contract? She's still under WWE contract too. Yeah, and she's probably the top top switcher that they've got. Isn't she top streamer that they've got? Th- yeah, because yeah. like with her not doing much and everything, it's like they, she's probably getting a pass on that. Cole, I don't, I don't remember if his was monetized or not, so that might be. No, you still yeah. have to pay for subscriptions, but he might uh, have something that says all, all proceeds every like goes to a charity. That's I think that's why Dakota is able to do it sometimes. Yeah, Mia's not mm-hmm. allowed to do it anymore, but you know. And everybody was upset about Jessamine, but Jessamine is having way too much fun doing her YouTube page. And she's actually still under contract with WWE. She just got a new contract. Yeah. But it's with the enter it's with the with the streaming. Yeah, because with up, up, down, down and everything, like a contributor to that, hmm. from what I remember. <sighs> yeah, so Lots going on, so we'll have to see what all plays out with that. Now, this next topic I wanted to bring up, and it's mainly because of you, Chris, because uh, no, because I saw that you responded to it, and uh, it's kind of like a more like an evaluation time as far as like, okay, what do we really think of this? So John Alba, he put out this uh, tweet, uh, I think it was just a couple days ago. He said, there are going to be a lot of people that don't like this tweet, but Michael Cole, Pat McAfee commentary team is the strongest complete unit the WWE main roster has had in some time. Cole gets heat from people, but he's great at managing traffic. Pat is really strong. And uh, you were basically saying, Chris, shout it louder for the people in the back. So I take it you agree with him. Yeah, thousand percent. John Alver is one of the um, the most rational thinking wrestling fans out there um i agree with a lot of what he says and you know i know i've not always been the biggest michael cole fan just as as a wrestling fan and and listening to what he says and watching the product but when you step back and think about it for a sec he's constantly got vince mcmahon's voice in his ear telling him what to say telling him what catchphrases to say i don't i don't think michael cole wants to scream boss time every episode of smackdown you know who who does (laughs) I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear these catchphrases. They're, they, catchphrases have definitely got a place and I think they add to it, but you can, they just, they come across very forced with Cole. And I think if you think back to like JR and, um, and Jerry Lawler, they had their catchphrases, but they, they didn't come off forced. They didn't come off like they were being fed to them through an earpiece. And I think, like I say, Alva is 100% spot on. We've seen so much back and forth and chopping and changing with all the different commentary teams and Adnan Verk go in and now you've got the new guy on Raw that's doing really well. But mm-hmm. there have been so many two-man booths and three-man booths and they just WWE and Vince just don't seem to know what they want from a commentary team. They don't... For, for me, you just need one play-by-play guy and one colour commentator. That, that should be it. I think that's why... Michael Cole and Corey worked so well together and I was surprised to see Pat step up I was a little bit concerned but Pat is absolutely killing it Pat is brilliant brilliant on commentary he sounds like a fan he sounds knowledgeable he's funny he's energetic he's passionate he knows what he's talking about um I think Cole's incredibly underrated people just people just don't like him because as I say 
the stuff Vince makes him say. Go back and look at the the first um the original WWE UK tournament. You know what Cole did with Nigel McGuinness. Yeah. That that tournament was incredible because he didn't have Vince in his ear. He just showed how good he is, how knowledgeable he is. And I find it hard to hate a guy who did what he did when Jerry Lawler had his heart attack. You know, at ringside and he you could see what it did to Cole. You could see that it affected him, but he just he's a professional. He just cracked on and he he, he carried the rest of the show and he got got, you know, steered everybody through it. I think he's an incredible professional. Um yeah, it pains me to say, but I'm a big fan of Michael Cole. Yeah, no, it's like he's it's like the two of them together. I was surprised when they did bring up Pat and everything, but it's like them two together are absolutely it's like it is a it is a big hit with them. But one thing I keep bringing back in the back of my mind is like going, I'm waiting for the day that Adam Cole leaves NXT and comes to SmackDown. Yeah. McAfee and Adam are gonna have to squash that first. Somehow, some way, before anything else goes on. Otherwise, it's going to be like butting heads going for every fucking Friday night. <laughs> I think John, what, um, you mean like with with Bailey and Sasha and, and and Michael Cole the entire fucking pandemic. I mean, <laughs> I honestly feel like, and I'm sorry for stepping on you, Chris, but I honestly feel I'm that sure. you know you you need sometimes to have that animosity with like certain wrestlers. I think it brings more mm-hmm. like you know. It makes it a little bit more interesting, especially if Adam Cole comes up to SmackDown and, you know, Pat just start egging him on the entire time. I feel that that would be just an amazing, you know, dynamic to bring to the show. And yeah, I mean, I was also very skeptical of, of Pat McAfee. I mean, I cussed him out how many times on Twitter? Plenty. Um, plenty of times. And, uh, but he's not a heel. He's not a, he's just like the perfect tweener. Asshole. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but you mean like when, when Bouge came out for Shinsuke the first time and he gets up on and he just starts rocking out. It's like, you know, I miss that dynamic. And you were talking about like, you know, the, the catchphrase and yeah, boss time. And at least he doesn't have to say the big dog anymore. Thank God that one was horrible. But <laughs> boss time, I like boss time because he actually gets time off between that from saying it. And, um, but it's like that the first one when she came back and when he said it, it was just like, you know, that one was probably the most organic boss time that in WrestleMania, the two most organic times he's actually ever said that. And I still love the antagonism Bailey has with them. I just, I can't not when she's fucking with them. It's the best thing ever. Oh my God. Exactly. It's, it's absolutely crazy. Uh, Kayla, what do you think? Um, before I jump in with the whole McAfee and Cole, um, I just want to say WWE, Bailey still wants her match against Michael Cole. <laughs> <laughs> yes, please. Yes. I mean, I don't know how they would do that, but I think it would be just fun for, for the heck of it. Make it a fun just as match. Long as, just as long as he doesn't bring up that damn singlet that he did at WrestleMania when he went against Lawler. <laughs> it's like hells to the no. Please, no, no. I no, still no. can't believe they had him beat Lawler. That's a that's that's another argument for another time. But yeah, I don't want to see that damn singlet again. <laughs> but um, as far as the whole Pat McAfee and Michael Cole, um, I admit I wasn't too excited when they announced that Pat was going to be part of commentary. I'm like, 
really? He annoyed me when he was in NXT with Adam Cole, you know, and I wasn't, you know, too fond of that, but, you know, it worked out. But um, I'm going to admit, now that, you know, I actually listen to him, like Jolie said, he's he's like that, he's an asshole, but he makes it fun. He makes it entertaining. And I think him and Michael Cole on commentary is honestly probably one of the best commentators we've had in a while since they've been doing you know, the bunch of switcheroos and, you know, throwing people here and there. Um, I actually kind of really like my Cole and uh, Pat McAfee on there. And I think what makes it even more better is obviously when he does jump on the announcer table and rocks it out when Rick Boos, Boogs <laughs> comes out with Shinsuke, Michael Cole's just sitting there like, oh, Lord, help me. You know, it's just just different things. It's like they have that connection and, you know, they know. I, I enjoy it. I never thought I'd say that I like Pat McAfee and Michael Cole and commentary, but I kind of like it. It kind of reminds me of, and I'm, people will probably jump on me for this, but JR and Lawler in their prime, like the yep. way that they bounce yep. off mm-hmm. each other. Mm-hmm. And thank God we don't have either one screaming puppies. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Yeah. It's like, but my husband and I have a different opinion on this. Cause it's like, I love McAfee on commentary. He still can't stand him. So well, of course he can't, he's a Patriots fan and he was a cold. <laughs> <laughs> I have more issues with the Colts because of the vision, but that I don't want to get into football right now. American why, football. Why, why is it that he doesn't like him? Is it because he's doing his job well as, as that kind of, asshole commentator or does he just not like him in general annoying as fuck Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like yeah it's just that he just thinks he's annoying as fuck and everything i was like sometimes i think too but it's like as far as like commentary wise it's like he's killing it so it's like more power yeah. to him so uh so it's like yeah it's like i had to bring that up because it's like i knew we were going to have you on the show and everything i saw that tweet uh, i saw that tweet and i was like okay let me add that to the list well, what I was going to say before, just just briefly, is I think it's it's good that we touched on the the Lawler and Cole rivalry because I think that's why a lot of people don't like him. I think people just can't let go of that whole, you know, it was it was in poor taste and bringing um, Brian Christopher out and having all that angle. It was it was bad. It was bad TV. It was a horrible angle. The whole anonymous raw gm all of that stuff as well and coal in the glass box oh i, I hated think, that yeah i think people just just wrestling fans have got long memories really good long memories and i think they just let all that sort of cloud it if you look at it less objectively and you know cole's very good at his job right very very true all right jolie i know you didn't watch tv this week but i'm starting with you on this next topic okay so after weeks of after weeks of the vignettes and everything, Eva Marie, she made her debut. But of course, as reports came out, she wasn't going to be alone. She was accompanied by one Piper Nevins from NXT UK. So on the good side, we saw Piper in the ring kill Naomi, absolutely squashed her. But on the flip side of that, the commentary is the commentators didn't know like acted like they didn't know who the fuck she was um and it's like at the end of the match it, it, at the end of the match it's like eva marie pronounced herself as announced herself as the winner even though she didn't get in the damn ring 
And it seems, and from what I'm reading and everything, they're actually going to be changing her name, Piper's name, which I don't agree (laughs) with at all, because it's like, you've brought people from different NXT and everything to Raw and SmackDown, kept their same name. We knew who they were and everything. And it's like, they don't even, it's like, it's more like they're introducing a new person instead of the one who's been kicking ass at NXT UK. So it's like, Jolie, dumb question, obviously, but it's like, are they dropping the ball on Piper already? All right. I already had issues with this to begin with um, because people were bitching that they squashed Naomi. Um, Just be happy that she got on TV. Number one, number two, she put over a fantastic talent in Piper Nevin. And number three, I don't think they're dropping the ball. I think if, if they were smart, if they're hopefully smart, um, I mean, how would I do it? I, I would have them, you know, have Eva create this new character, give her a new name. And then finally, you know, Piper has enough and fucking smashes her. That's what I would do. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, that that could be a way that they go, I, you know, changing a name, you know, maybe she wants to, you know, she feels that maybe there, there's so many different ways that they could do this. So many different ways that they could actually go about it. Um, I mean, Piper Niven is a cool last name, regardless. Like maybe she feels that she needs to change her name, change her persona, change her, her story, her life, because, you know, she couldn't get the job done in NXT UK. She couldn't beat Kaylee Ray. She couldn't get past that pinnacle. So maybe she feels that she needs to make a complete change. And if people don't understand that, then, I mean, they really don't understand how wrestling works at times because sometimes you do have to completely reinvent yourself multiple times. Uh, uh, Triple H, Stone Cold, uh, William Regal has done the same thing. Mm -hmm. Becky Lynch, uh, Charlotte has done multiple phases of herself. Sasha Bailey, you constantly have to reinvent yourself. You change your name. Your name, your name isn't what makes you. It's what you do in the ring that makes you. And yeah, she might have a new name, but we know who she is. We know how much of a badass she is. So they could call her Princess Petal Pie for all I fucking care. I know she's a fucking badass. Do drop. Well, she gonna hit you. You gonna drop. <laughs> That's a good spin on it. That's a good spin on it. <laughs> like the dude drop you. It's a very non-binary name. There we go. There's no gender. It's gender specific. Okay. The dude gonna drop you. She she knocked you the fuck out. I like that. <laughs> I mean, people have to let go of this this long like you said, Chris, we have long memories. But you know, I remember when the fucking godfather was right to censor. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and he became the good father. And, you know, you had Val Venus get his penis chopped off, apparently. You know, there, there's so much stuff that we don't forget and we want to forget because Val Venus is a fucking asshole. Mm-hmm. Which I prided myself, I think, getting him banned from Twitter. Because he kept putting some stupid ass shit on Twitter and I contacted the FBI multiple times on his ass. Yeah, it was, I enjoyed that. But it, it, it's not about a name. Because whether you call her Piper, Dewdrop, badass, she, that's what she is. She's a fucking badass. And 
like I said, you know, they could do it one way, they could do it another way. If these writers would smart were smart, they would possibly move it to a way where Eva builds a Piper, makes her this female beast. And if she does that, then holy shit, Eva Marie did something good. And I'm going to have to fucking drink a whole bottle of whiskey to forget it. But you know what? Um, you know what I care about? More women getting on TV. And I, I don't care how it gets on TV as long as more female wrestling gets on TV. Plain and simple. I, I, I thought she was going to go one way. She goes another way. But, it, but it's like it totally makes sense every time. That's the gesture. We love her. <laughs> uh wait all right right, so what's your take on it chris uh i love piper i've seen her a few local shows in the uk i think she's amazing um i'll be interested to know sort of like what the plan was if if this was always the plan was it obviously eve marie's been in the pipeline for some time she re-signed like the end of last year so i don't know if at some point during the last few weeks they were like oh let's let's put piper with Eva, um, or if this was a long-term plan, but either way, people don't like Eva Marie, which leads to people talking about Eva Marie, which leads to people watching the segment of Eva Marie, which leads to more people seeing Piper, which I'm absolutely fine with. That's it was it was clever booking. They could have put her with anybody, but putting her with a heat magnet who literally everybody is talking about on Monday nights in Eva Marie has helped to get Piper's name out there even more and get more eyes on her. Um, the only the only thing that I didn't really like was obviously they acted like they didn't know who she was, which which wasn't cool. I think they could have done a better job there, but mm-hmm. I didn't I didn't like the way that she completely squashed Naomi, and then once once she got the pin, she was sort of there like all giddy and like oh my god, I can't believe I won, and really smiley and jolly and happy about it. I think I I would have brought her in differently. I would have brought her in as a beast from day one. I wouldn't have her skipping around and being over the moon at beating Naomi you know I, I, just, I don't know it's just something about that didn't really sit right with me I, I'm just glad she's on TV this is another it's another woman getting more women on TV I just hope um I hope they do something substantial with her I you know I, I really do the women's division has just not been good for a long for probably probably at least the last sort of year since since Becky went away um Almost all of it is centered around the shit going on with Nia and Shayna, and now the bizarre turn that that's taken in the last couple of weeks. So it's it's nice to see it's nice to see other women on TV. Hopefully, we'll see more of of Piper in, in the coming months. Definitely, definitely. Speaking of the weird turn, did they actually uh, address any of the Shayna Alexa this week? Um, I I was trying to keep up on Twitter, but um, Monday I think was also Sixers. So I, I had to pick something, and I can't do both. So did they, did they ever wrap that up a little bit, or at the beginning? Had- oh, go ahead, Kyle. I was just saying she had a she had a match with Naya because Naya was trying to protect her, and uh, and not and uh, they did announce that uh, Alexa and Shayna are going to face off tonight. Yeah. Huh. Okay. Yeah, but uh, it, actually, they started off raw with that. She was in the swing, like saying, "I put Lily in timeout because of what happened," and then, um, 
and, and then Naya came up and she said, Shane, I'll see you at Hell in a Cell. And then she was like saying, it's like, we used, what happened to you? We used to be friends. And then Lois was like, we, we were never friends. And, and then Naya ended up challenging her and stuff like that. Why would Naya, why would Naya be upset at them formally being friends when Alexa bullied her? And that was the whole. I know, I was all saying the same thing. That crazy it just it just doesn't make sense they just they they forget what happened weeks ago never mind a couple of years ago like they they ended that rivalry hating each other i don't think we we've, we've really seen them interact since nope. and then all of a sudden i was like oh we used to be friends no you fucking didn't you used to be enemies you are still enemies <laughs> exactly exactly oh all right kayla uh piper go ahead <laughs> I don't remember what the hell I was saying. Um, since everyone's basically stated um, everything about how they feel, I'm going to um, agree with Chris a little bit. It didn't sit with me well when, you know, we just recently got Naomi back and it seems like Naomi's losing matches and, you know, she comes out, you know, gets the win. Okay. I understand that a lot of people like to put over, you know, debuting wrestlers, but poor Naomi. Um, but I'm still not too fond of Eva Marie being back. I don't know what is up her sleeve, what she's got going on. Is she just going to bark up orders at the outside of the ring, send people out to win matches for her because they didn't call Piper's name after that match. They called Eva Marie's back. Eva Marie. She called her own name. She called her own name. Sorry. Eva Marie called her own name. (laughs) So I don't know where this is going and what's going to happen, but um, if they're going to change Piper up, give her a new character. Look at Alexa. Sweet, innocent, twisted bliss into, you know, crazy, I'm talking to dolls kind of Alexa, you know. So sometimes changes are the best. So whatever they got next for Piper, hopefully it'll be good. But, uh-oh, the gesture is now going to say something. Ah, <laughs> oh, shit. I'm gonna say this right now it don't matter if a doll starts talking to you you fucking listen because it's either satan or god and <laughs> i ain't getting my ass fucking haunted if some if a doll fucking tells me to do something i'll fucking do something uh-uh no hell no motherfucker i've seen annabelle i've seen chucky fuck that shit uh-uh no no I'm just, I'm just gonna say one more quick thing about the whole piper thing because a lot of people a lot of douchebag assholes were Doing like the whole body shaming thing after Mainly the show. Men. I dare you. I dare you to bring that shit to us because it's like you're talking to uh, a, a a trio, all female. We're all plus size women. I dare you to bring that shit to us because either like either one of us could have something to say about that. They should bring it to Piper. They should bring it to Piper herself to her face. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Dear assholes, I've been bullied since the age of five years old. You want to body shame somebody? Body shame me and I will rip your dick off and shove it up your ass. Have a blessed day. In oh, scene. <laughs> All right, Chris, before we let you go, man, everything. Um, so uh, tell us more about your podcast. I know you've gone through some recent changes, but... Um, Tell us more about your podcast, where we can find you, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, well, it's exactly that. Now it's my podcast. It used to be our podcast. Um, now it's it's my 
Well, what's it? Well, yeah, it's my house podcast. I'm getting, I'm still getting used to what I've, what I've made it now. It's my house podcast. Um, very much the same, same kind of shtick as before. Loads of interviews, um, loads of top names, loads of indie names as well. You know, I just, I've got lucky with a lot of the names. I've sort of hit it out of the park recently, and everybody's messaging me saying, "Oh, how do you keep getting these great, great guests?" And I'm just like, I just try my luck. I must email hundreds of people a month and hear back from five maybe 10 but for every Eric Bischoff that I get I'm happy to have somebody from ICW from Progress from an indie promotion you know it was only only a couple of months ago we had Mariah May on who has just recently started making a name for herself so yeah it's just me chatting to wrestlers asking them things that I want to know about them trying to get some interesting stories out of them Vicky Guerrero had lots to say about Eddie which almost had me in tears man it was it's it's just it's just nice getting to know wrestlers, getting to know the people that we've we've seen as characters. It's nice getting to know them as as people. Um, where can you find me? Well, at the minute, just on YouTube. Um, it's my house podcast. I changed all the name, the logo, the banner, everything today. Um, I'm hoping to get back up on on Spotify, Apple, Google soon. I've got got a little bit of work to do there to get that back. Hopefully, I can bring back all my old episodes as well. But if not, I'll just start afresh. Um, yeah, I've got a big couple of months coming, so hit me up, subscribe, make sure you don't miss out. Um, tomorrow, I have Josh Alexander, X Division champion in Impact, joining oh, me. So, yeah, it's like awesome. yeah, it's like I saw that and everything. So it's like, oh, so it's like, yeah, some of these names, it's like I I want to fly over to England and smack the crap out of you for some of these names you're getting but it's like you're not the only person that wants to come over and smack the crap out of me but that's another story for another day that's just Twitter oh I know I'm actually I'm actually very nice I'm actually very nice it's just if people give me shit I will give back 10 times as much shit I'm into that I mean hey it's like you got it's like stand your ground and everything yeah Chris Thank you so much. This is like, like we like we said in the beginning. This is this has been a long time coming, especially for like you and me. But I'm so glad you were able to join us today. Yes, no, and honestly, thank you for having me. I've enjoyed it as much as as much as I love interviewing wrestlers and personalities and guests. I just love talking about wrestling more than anything. Just getting together with friends, shooting the shit, and talking about what's going on currently. You know, that's that's when I'm happiest. Yeah. Well. Take care, and and again, happy Father's Day, and best of luck on everything. Thank you, ladies. You too. Take care. All right, so fast forward a few hours. Um, Hell in a Cell pay-per-view is over, and in true WWE fashion, it ends on a what-the-fuck moment. Now, going into the main event, yes, we knew that Drew had one last chance at at the WWE title while Bobby was still holding it. And Kayla, it's like from the minute that the ref, I'm sorry, that the ref went down and everything, I knew somebody else was going to get into this ring and have an effect on the match. And lo and behold, MVP did that. Girl, help me understand this. I'm going to quote Mr. Scottish Warrior here. Mr. Big Bald Bitch. You did win that on your own. Thank you. Right. Um, I knew, as, like you said, as soon as the ref went down, I I looked at mom and I said, Somebody, somebody's going to get involved. Somebody's next to know who's in there. 
MVP. And it's just like, as we know, Drew had those closing moments, like he's going to get this chance. He's going to get it. No, he didn't because MVP stopped him. So uh, grabbed his ankle and was like, nope, you ain't doing that. But then Bobby, of course, rolled him up. So big bald bitch, I'm going to give you a little hint. You're safe from McIntyre for now. For now. He may not be able to go after you for the championship. But does it not stop him from still beating your ass? Oh, yeah. I, I can see some non-title matches. And also, MVP, you got to claim more claymores in your future. And uh, Bobby Lashley, if he comes to Raw, which I hope he does, when the Beast Incarnate returns, He's coming for your ass. And now will be the one time I'll be jumping up and down in the ring, jumping up and down off the couch when he's kicking your ass. <laughs> All right. Well, speak of Beast Incarnate. Jolie, I know you've been wanting him back for a while, but I'll ask you this generally. Um, other than Brock, uh, who should come after uh, Bobby next for the title? Let's see. Hmm. Well, I think Big Daddy Keith Lee should come back for the title. Go for that. Um, Fingers crossed. Who the fuck's on Raw? Let's see. You got Sheamus. Sheamus is already in that little that little uh, you know weird um, bubble with Ricochet and Menage uh, Trois with Humberto and Ricochet getting slingshotted across the ring on each other and all that fun stuff. So you got that going. Um, Got Cedric and Sheldon. Cedric and Shelton still on there. Yeah, but they got their little little thing going. Yeah, their little Kofi. feud going. Kofi. Kofi, Kofi, Kofi is actually somebody I could see possibly going, but you know they've got their feud with almost and AJ and all that stuff. Um, but like I'm, I'm mainly focusing on singles competitors. So, okay. um, but like honestly, if he was still employed with the WWE, I would say Braun Strowman. Because I would like another one-on-one because one-on-one in a uh, no-falls, no-DQ match or fall, um, falls count anywhere match at Extreme Rules 2019, Strowman beat the ever-loving fuck out of him. And I will say this, Kayla, the first time I ever jumped out of my seat for Brock Lesnar was when his fucking music hit at the end of Extreme Rules. And I said... In a loud ass voice, Seth's losing the title. <laughs> I I have never heard Philly go against a face so fucking hard when that happened. Like it was like the two main faces, Seth Rollins and Bailey, both got shit on by the fans. Yeah. <laughs> it was amazing to be there for that. I mean, I of course was cheering for Bailey, but then I was torn because I like Alexa and Nikki. Like, so that match was completely torn for me on that one. But yeah, no, I would definitely uh, either uh, Keith Lee or uh, maybe Damian Priest, or even bringing somebody up from NXT or NXT UK. I mean, Walter can drop the title say I, I have done everything I can with this title I've destroyed everybody in this title vacate it let vacate hold the title for a little while and then uh, have a chop fest with Bobby and Walter and then somehow if 
Brock does come back, that's another big boy that I like to see face Brock. So it's like, yeah, let, let's either bring somebody up, have Keith Lee or uh, Damian go after it because like, that's the best bet right now. I would have said Dijakovic, but you know, he's right now in the tag team and I don't see him and T-Bar and Mace breaking up at the moment to go singles just yet. Right. I like them kind of running rough shot as a tag team. Yeah, they need to get in title contention. Uh, speaking of NXT and big boys and everything, what the hell is with Karrion and Scarlett like trolling uh, Twitter like they're watching like 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 heavy interest in uh, Helena Cell and everything? And it's like uh, it's like we well, know y'all are going anywhere anytime soon. Well, first of all, they they do that because they do watch all the matches. They're at all the matches. Um. And also, I think it has a lot to do, especially Hell in the Cell. Think about it. His dark side, his evil side. Right. Doomsday. So, obviously, what's the one match to watch? Hell in the Cell. Like, he was highly on, um, oh, what was that match? Right before he was getting ready to come back, he was sitting there. Uh, was it Halloween Hovac? He was actually Hovac. Havoc. 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 Whatever. What the hell is a Hovac? A vacuum cleaner for hoes? <laughs> The fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> Whatever. Oh, it's been a long day. Nights after pay per views are always interesting. <laughs> Somebody yes. wants Electrolux talking about Hovax. I wonder why. Oh, because there's a bunch of Electrolux hoes. <laughs> yes, I said that out loud. Every girl on that plant thinks they got to sleep with every little motherfucking ugly looking dude that's out on that damn line. Yes, I said that. Damn. All right. We get we get our we get our own inside dirt. <laughs> and now for sipping tea, and I will say queens. this: if I ever say that, if I say this, if I ever wrote a book about him, what the shit goes on? Electric looks. I'll be I'll be a fucking millionaire. Then write it, bitch. <laughs> I'll get sued. I'll probably get sued the fuck out of me though. <laughs> yeah, but then you'd be exposing the dirty little secrets, and that's the best part about being sued by somebody because they have to allow for discovery, and that could pull out all of their dirty secrets. That's true. Hmm, and how they hid shit from Governor Falcorn Leghorn. Late night dirt with the Carolina boss lady. <laughs> okay, but I would like to say something like about Karrion. Karrion has already said he wants all the gold. He wants every title. And so I think that he's just playing fucking mind games, and I absolutely love it because... You know, I wouldn't. I would not care if he decided to say, "You know what? I'm coming up and going for the raw title. I'm coming up for you, you Roman. I'm coming up for Valtteri. I, I don't care. I want all the gold. So if he does that, then bring it on, big boy. Um, otherwise, you know, stop piddling on TikTok or Twitter, and you know, stop putting stupid memes and of Silence of the Lambs, some fava beans there, big boy, and uh, do something about it. Don't forget the Chianti. <laughs> Nice Chianti. <laughs> All right, so we go. And from... wait, wait, wait. Oh, and okay. Mr. Cross, you're killing me. The other day with that plaque that I posted. Just follow her already. Damn Give it. me a follow because you liked it, replied, and retweeted it. Come on now. Come on. You're killing me. I love you, bud. Come on. Thank you. Just follow <laughs> this. Just follow this woman already. Damn. Okay, so we dropped this episode on the 22nd. June 25th is halfway to Christmas. Give her an early Christmas present. Come on. Right. Ay, ay, ay. 
okay, so we go from a title rivalry that's ending to having three rivalries that look to be continuing based on the ending of their matches. Let's see. Rhea gets keeps the title, but she got disqualified. Uh, Seth hits a roll-up on Cesaro so, to sneak out a win. And then Sammy takes on a not 100% KO, and he ends up getting a win as well. Let's see. So, Kayla, it's like money in the bank or summer money in the bank or summer slam. Should we should we see these done? Or hopefully or hopefully within the next week. <laughs> no offense. I love Kevin Owens to death. I do. Sami Zayn just noise the hell out of me. The only time I would actually really ever go for Sami Zayn is if you put him in a category with MJF and Sammy Guevara. Uh <laughs> But that's another story. Um, uh, oh, wait, wait. Do not even <laughs> whisper Sami Zayn, the philanthropist, the human humanitarian, in the same words as a wannabe fucking rapist as Sammy Guevara. Never fucking say that ever again. That is blasphemy, dude. That is disgusting. S- Sammy Guevara S- is Sammy a piece the of shit. Sammy, Sammy, Sammy Zayn, the character. Well, his I character. don't care. I don't care. He still reps his shit. He still reps his Sammy for Palestine shit. Right. I don't fucking care. No, you never, ever, ever compare those two with... You don't even compare MJF to Sammy Guevara. At least MJF is good on the fucking mic. Sammy Guevara looks like he's only good on his knees. Oh. oh. Damn. Oof. Uh, Kaylee, you were saying... <laughs> But anyway, um, Sami Zayn's character basically annoys me. So hopefully, as far as another pay-per-view between him and Kevin, I don't want to see it. I want to see it handled on SmackDown. Okay, that's one. Um, Seth and Cesaro, I kind of want to see them handled and maybe Money in the Bank in some kind of like no DQ or something that they can get the bigger upper hand. Okay. Um, Charlotte and Rhea. I will definitely love to see the build up up till SummerSlam where there's the crowd. And then maybe if, sh- maybe not if Charlotte not get the win, Rhea wins cleanly without getting DQ'd. She's going to gloat that she's beaten everybody, that she's beat the queen. And then that's when we'll get a return. So. I would like to see Ripley versus Flair at SummerSlam. I'm hoping for Ripley, if anything, Ripley and Flair, money in the bank. Because it's like, for SummerSlam, it's like, by then, the redhead should be back, hopefully. And then, um, yeah, and then it's like, Kevin and Sammy, that's never going to end. They're going to go off and on for years. And then, um, yeah, Cesaro and uh Rollins it's a toss-up it's a toss-up about when they can in those two and everything I know but it's like okay Kayla but help me understand that at the end of I I must have missed this part at the end of Rhea and Charlotte's match and everything did you see the part where uh Charlotte told Rhea that she's learning bitch Mm -hmm. okay (laughs) yeah she it was like Rhea was going up the ramp and it was just like she was like (laughs) 
I know I'm beaching Charlotte's like, yeah, you're just learning, bitch. So in other terms, that's another strike to get underneath Rhea's skin. So heck, we might even see another back and forth. Remember Sasha, Charlotte, Sasha, Charlotte. So you know I'm already tired of I'm already tired of these two and the title hasn't changed hands yet. <laughs> I remember that summer with her and Charlotte, Charlotte and Sasha and everything. It's like drove me nuts. It's like Charlotte won it on the pay-per-views. Sasha won it on Raws. So disrespectful. I pulled out pulled out my Stephen A card. But she did, but the uh but Sasha did make her tap out to the bank statement on the railing in the arena in Charlotte, North Carolina. That was great. That was the like best. That, that was the like best. A- that was the best move, best finisher ever. I that's like the best move ever. I still call that to this day. Ay, ay, ay. All right. So Jolie, it's I Full disclosure, I know you didn't watch the pay-per-view because you were you were watching the Sixers and everything, but when do you see these rivalries ending? Okay, so Sammy and Kevin Owens can fight forever because they have had some of the best matches in any product, production that they have been in. Go back and watch some of his El Generico and Kevin Stein. Oh my God, those fucking matches were fire. So I can watch them fight forever. Um, and... Again, Kayla, never, ever say that again. I will fucking drive down to South Carolina, shine my size 12 fucking foot up, turn that some bitch sideways and kick you straight up your ass. Okay, moving on. Um, Sam, uh, Cesaro and Seth. Again, these are two men that have known each other for years. Um, outside of the ring, they're best friends. They train together. Yeah. Um, I mean, they have done everything together. I mean, I remember the Game of Thrones reaction videos with him, uh, Cesaro, and Xavier. Fucking hilarious. But I have a feeling that if they don't go big for SummerSlam and they don't get the likes of The Rock or John Cena to face... Roman, I would honestly love it to be the rubber match in a triple threat match for the universal title. Yeah, that's the universal title, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I would love to see that match. That kind of got previewed at WrestleMania, kind of. And, you know, it'd be interesting to watch Seth and Roman start up going back and forth, you know, Ooh, it's a reunite a reunification of the shield, reunification of the shield. Well, no, not really, but you know, just bringing back like those vibes of when the shield was actually heel based and not face based. So I, I I would love to see that, but again, they could actually add them into the money in the title, uh, money in the bank match to get the briefcase, and that would give them the wherewithal to do whatever the fuck they want to each other and just go to all out war, and you know. They wouldn't win the, the contract, but I, I feel like, you know, it would give them a, a chance to beat the ever-loving fuck out of each other with weaponry. Now, on to Rhea and Charlotte. I will go back and rewatch this match because I am very interested to see, you know, Charlotte getting under the skin of the Nightmare Rhea Ripley. Because as somebody who's supposed to be this badass gets so frustrated, so angry that she has to resort to cheating or outside interference. Okay. 
But I thought you were supposed to be the good guy right now, not the bad guy. The bad guy's supposed to be Charlotte, but Charlotte's acting like the good guy. She's doing everything she can to get underneath her skin. She's being more of a tweener than anything else. And again, this is leading to the Mad Queen scenario. This is a scenario that I would love all four horsewomen to get into context with. And the Mad Queen scenario is that they all just go out of their fucking way and beat the ever-living fuck out of everybody not giving a shit. I I want that level of insanity. Uh, Why? Because I enjoy chaos and I choose violence today. So, yeah, I feel that this match could either end at Money in the Bank or lead up to uh, SummerSlam. I could see maybe, you know, Eva Marie poking her nose into this with Piper. Uh-huh. Okay. Well, because Rhea has UK history yeah, with yeah. Piper. Yeah, yeah. So I, I could just see her doing maybe something like that. Like just a fresh challenger for the title at Money in the Bank. That's all. That's all I'm saying. Okay. Um, And maybe Charlotte wins the contract. Maybe Becky comes back and wins the contract. Maybe somebody else wins the contract i don't know but it's just it's it's another rivalry that i i don't mind watching and i know people are going to be like oh i'm so sick of her i'm so sick of her honey child i've been sick of half of the fucking champions in this company i'm already bored of bobby lashley don't get me started on roman i mean the only interesting champion right now is the women's tag team champions. That's it. I am pretty much bored of every champion that we have right now, to be perfectly honest. Like even even like carrying crawl, like I don't like long ass title reigns. I like fighting champions. I like when champions lose and they crawl their way back to get their titles back. I like that. I'm just so tired of this automatic rematches or you know any of that. Well, no, I'll actually say this. The uh, Raw Tag Team Champions actually kind of have me interesting because I can't wait to see them go against the Viking Raiders. That's going to be a fun match. Yeah, that one and uh, them and uh, T-Bar and Mace. Yeah, I mean, that that's... Well, the Viking Raiders actually have... They have they're, a... They're first. They're first, I know. Yeah, they're they're the number one contenders. So it's, yeah, I, I can't kind of can't wait for that. Um, But yeah, no, so it's... These six people I could see fighting for a long time. And I'll say this about Miss Charlotte Flair. She brings the best out of everybody she's in the ring with. You can't deny that. And to quote Adam Cole, it's undisputed. She is the queen. And it's time she gets the recognition she deserves. And also, I loved Adam Cole trolling... uh, McAfee on Twitter tonight. <laughs> I saw that. Get him to SmackDown. Get him to SmackDown. I cannot wait for that. Oh my god. <laughs> Unbelievable. Unbelievable. I can't wait. All right. So let's see. That's four. Uh Shane and Alexa was just too crazy and weird. So I'm gonna bypass that. Who won? Alexa. Alexa. How? <laughs> Kayla, you want to tell her? I saw them. Did she get punched with the woman's right or some shit like that? No. Um, 
make it short, she had Reginald kept trying to get involved and he kept covering his eyes. And finally, um, he got knocked down and Alexa hypnotized Nia Jax and turned around and smacked the fuck out of Reginald. And um, Shayna ended up, did she get, go through the, was she go through the steps or something, Kat? She went through something where she, she got Shayna down, put her into the ring and got the twisted bliss and. Oh, she hit, uh, she hit Sister Abigail first. Yeah, Sister Abigail then did the Twisted Bliss and then got the win. And then Naya's sitting there looking at the ground going, why are you doing now? What are you doing down there, Reginald? what I do? what I do? (laughs) So, we'll make it short. Maybe this is going to bring out the true Queen of Spades. Let's hope. And everybody on Twitter was saying how they're burying Shayna. This Shayna, the Shayna should have had this match. That Lexi needs to just go on somewhere. She's burying her. So yeah, that's, we're on that point again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let let let's let's blame one of the better veterans in ring, uh, Alexa Bliss, for burying somebody. Alexa isn't burying; she's working her ass to get Shayna over. So, because I guess like, nah. We'll discuss this later, maybe next episode or episode after that. Oh, and Lily's still in timeout, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking dolls. (laughs) Dolls. I I don't care about mysticism. I I, I believe in mysticism. I believe in ghosts. I believe in demons. I believe in all of that bullshit. It's not bullshit, but you know what I'm saying. It's bullshit to some people. Don't bring fucking dolls into it. You never give them a fucking vessel. What the fuck is wrong with you people? Have you never read a fucking horror story? I swear to God, the minute they sell those dolls, I'm going to buy them and send them to you. Wait, who? You two. Oh. If I see a package that says WWE shop from Jolie, I'm going to be going, no, I'm good. What, are you going to try to send them to us to curse us or something? <laughs> it's either that or glitter bombs. What the fuck do we do? <laughs> well, if it makes me feel any better about dolls, the other night I had a dream that I'll, well, I know I got maybe about 20, maybe a little bit more than that altogether. I had a dream that my uh, pop bottles all came to life. That would be awesome. Shit. It would be, it would be, especially the wrestling ones. But then again, I don't know. Well, uh, actually, they would might all be kind of cool. Except the only two I would want to come true, come alive, would be the Jason Voorhees and Freddy Krueger one. Oh, yep. Yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> For sure. All right. So let's end this on the match that actually started the show. Uh, Hell in a Cell match with Bianca defending the SmackDown Women's Championship against Bailey. Uh, full disclosure, I actually missed the first part of this match because I was on my way back from dinner with my dad. Um, from what I saw, it was like a lot of back and forth. Kayla, help me out with this match. I missed, since I missed half of it. Um, pretty much they had Bailey on the upper hand pretty much for the first, for the first beginning of it. She kept trying to tie Bianca's hair on her chairs and, you know, just different things. Like she was trying to get the upper hand. Um, but unfortunately then Bianca turned around, but it was a lot of Bianca, Bailey, Bianca, Bailey. So I believe it was actually a good match to maybe, um, 
I don't think it probably will end here, which I don't know, but I don't see I don't see how they can continue it. And I mean, really there's no way they could continue it. So it's probably ended right here. Um I am a big fan of Bailey, but I was just glad to finally be like, all right, maybe you can stop with your hackling hackling laughs that you got going on or whatever. But um for real. But uh yeah, I thought it was a good match for the most part. Um so we need some new competition for Miss Bianca Belair. Cause she's the toughest, the fastest, the roughest, the strongest, the bestest, <laughs> the bestest. <laughs> no, it's like from what I saw, the match it was pretty, it was it, it was like very good, and I love the ending, very creative, the ko the kod on the ladder and everything. So mm-hmm. I, I did like that. All right, so one name top of your head, Kayla. The next challenger should be Liv Morgan. I don't know. I'm trying to think. I think, you know, if I had to honestly choose anybody on SmackDown as far as single competitors that really does not have anything going for them right now, because you got Natty and Tamina that's involved with the tag teams. Okay. Um, Sasha's not back yet. Sasha's not back yet. Who else is on SmackDown? Carmella. No, uh, no Carmella's had her chances. No, no. Uh, uh, a, a certain blue-haired lady who has yet to debut on SmackDown? Mia. Oh. Uh, well, there. she could, but if I if you were to look at the SmackDown women's division right now and the one person that I think that should be her next challenger, if anybody to get the chance to dethrone Miss Bianca Belair should be Liv Morgan because that match that she had against Carmella last week, yeah. I'm going to go ahead and say it. She fought for Ruby, and you could tell. Right. So, so I'll go Liv Morgan. All right. Jolie? Liv Morgan. There's no ifs, ands, or buts. Carmella, I still don't understand why she is on SmackDown and not moved over to Raw, but that's for another time. Um, yeah, no. It's, it has to be Liv. I don't see Liv defeating Bianca, unfortunately. Right. Um, but I could see her giving her a run for her money. And then you're just going to have Sasha win the Money in the Bank contract and then just cause chaos. <sighs> so I definitely see Sasha back for Money in the Bank in SummerSlam. Right. If if we don't see her back before then, I might get a very wonderful treat when I go to SmackDown and have her return that day. So she's playing with Baby Yoda, I guess, maybe, because I've been... St- <laughs> um, I think she was doing a lot of um, I saw her doing some convention stuff, some virtual stuff, and uh, with the for that, and I know she's got other projects in the pan. So, yeah. So, can we talk about what's debuting this week? Was it this week or next week? Diamond Mine. Yeah, this week. Yeah, I have no idea what's going on with that. I have no um, idea. Okay, I'm gonna throw it out there. There's only one person that I know that that is associated next to Charlotte with diamonds. There's only one person. Tessa motherfucking Blanchard. No, really? The because is it is it a group or just a is it a group individual? I mean, does anybody know anything actually about this? I have no idea, but I think it'd be interesting if it is Tessa. That I mean. And and you know what? I'm thinking about somebody that could come up and actually challenge Bianca for that title. As much as I would live is my number one. 
but Frankie Monet. Already? I don't think she needs to be down there. Okay. Honestly. I think they could bring her right up. I think give her a couple matches, maybe give her one t- uh, chance with the uh, Raquel and bring her up because I would rather see her versus Bianca versus her than Raquel, to be perfectly honest. I, I believe that there's other powerhouses down there. And I feel that, you know, I would honestly love John to move to SmackDown. I feel that he'd be better suited on SmackDown. Um, you know, I'd love to see him with singles matches versus Jay and Jimmy Uso. Right. Hands down. I think those matches would fucking slap. So, um, yeah, no, I, if I had to pick somebody from NXT and you, you, you know that they want to pull people up from NXT and she's probably one of the better versed wrestlers. More experienced and more experienced like that, yeah. movies that doesn't have an established storyline. So right. that, that's a person, but, uh, yeah, no, like, I don't know if it's, like, uh, I think what they're calling the new training center or if it's a group of people, if it's one person. I don't know, but, you know, the, the Tessa getting clicking in my head was that picture with her and, and Sasha. Right. I, I, think, yeah, I think I did see that one. And the last time Sasha was with a wrestler training, they're now the new NXT UAK champion, so. Somebody has said... In the video, we have seen both male and female athletes training in the MMA-style setting, which is leading up to could possibly be a new MMA-style faction. Hmm. So, fast case, male and female, it could be, well, Tessa was never MMA, was she? Uh-uh. Uh, I don't think so. So, could this be how they're bringing Parker in? That's because, the that's the other name that's been popping in my head because because yeah. you think about it not too long ago right before her you know they were posting where her where Eva and Parker was training on Instagram and Eva's back so I don't know it's I don't know that's all I'm gonna say it's gonna be interesting very interesting has anybody heard anything else about draft if they're mm. still gonna have one or not. After um, SummerSlam, September, Great. they announced it. Great. <laughs> no, actually, it, I think it's about time they do a draft. I don't think we did a draft this year. Oh, no, no, I agree. I just hope, I was just hoping to be one sooner. <laughs> well, no, they, it's better to wait until SummerSlam because that way you can get some storylines settled, some storylines started. And, you know, after SummerSlam, like I said, well, like, like I said, Tonight was the mid-season finale. It kind of sucked, and it kind of didn't. And now you got to wait for the season finale, and then you got to lead all to like the little bits and pieces in the in the trailers and the teasers to the the season premiere. Season premiere is SummerSlam, and so now we got all these bits and pieces moving, all these bits and pieces working, and once we get the live audience, I feel that things are gonna. Once people start booing the shit. It's going to change shit because, you know, once the booze start and shit changes rather quick. And so, oh, well, damn. Ginger fucking Mahal versus Bobby Lashley. There we Ooh, go. That's a good one. Because you think about it, him and Drew are real close. What's the way if you destroy Drew? Ooh, that's a, that's a good history. The good one, Jolie. Very good one. And to be exact on the draft, like Jolie said, after the... SummerSlam will take is on the twenty first in Vegas, 
First draft will be August 30th on the episode of Monday Night Raw, September 3rd for SmackDown. It'll be here before you know it. Once you hit your birthday, it'll be a group. <laughs> <laughs> oh, when uh, number 43 gets here. <laughs> and it is also rumored that Cardio B is the host is the host at event. Cardi. Cardi B. Cardi. What Card- did I say? Cardio. cardio. <laughs> I said Cardi B. <laughs> no, you said cardio. <laughs> Whatever. Leave me alone. <laughs> will possibly defend his universal title against John Cena at the biggest party of the summer. He ain't gonna win it. No, but it'd be a good match. That's very true. He's gonna win it. He's gonna become a 15-time, excuse me, 17-time champion. (laughs) But yeah, it's like someone needs to take it off Roman for a little bit because I do not want him holding it until Hollywood in in 23. They're not not saying it's gonna happen in Hollywood now. Oh, God. Texas? Yeah. Ah, Lord help! Oh, that, that ain't good. That is not good because I've already asked mom who she wants to meet at Access, and she said Roman Reigns. And she says that um, if he was still champion when she had the chance, she was going to speak her mind of how she feels about him. Oh, that, no, that ain't good. Oh, that ain't good. They go. She ain't gonna get that much time. <laughs> she says she'll make time. <laughs> she go well, tell him how. Well, we um, have our resident meet greet person here and everything so she can attest to that <laughs> oh yeah i mean like you get like maybe a minute tops but oh that that's that's plenty of time for her just to smack him and say stop being a fucking bully and get your head out of your ass that's plenty of time <laughs> <laughs> oh i haven't even better yet i love your mother already <laughs> yeah I, I don't want to talk about wrestlemania i have conflict what Con I was supposed to go to this year it has now rescheduled for next year at WrestleMania time. Wait, the what you were supposed to go to? I was supposed to go to a Winona Earp uh, Palooza convention at the end of October, and it got rescheduled for April first through third in Columbus, Ohio, during WrestleMania. So I'm kind of pissed, like legitimately fucking upset. Yeah, we'll have to address that later. And yeah, no. <laughs> right, right now, you know, we we've got time, and I have. Uh, there will hopefully be other conventions, but if somebody is going to be there that I really want to meet, um, if the dude's there on Friday, I might have to just go there first and then go down to Texas after that, but. Like I said, that's a long ways away, and maybe I'll just tell my best friend to get her money back for the tickets that she bought for me and use them for herself. Oh. Rest, I, I would rather do WrestleMania, but like I said, if uh, this one actor goes, I really want to meet him, like, so bad. Right. And, you know, conventions, I mean, like, I already met the main stars. I could meet them again because... They're that fucking amazing, but yeah, not so. But meet and greets uh, with Roman, you're probably going to have to cough up $500 just to give you a heads up. He's going to be VIP. Yeah, he's not going to be in the general. No, I mean, that's why I got lucky with uh, Drew. Drew was general. That was fucking awesome. So probably more than likely the one person that is, well, actually two, that is actually on my main to basically meet will probably be VIP, and that's what's going to stab me real bad. Who's, uh, who's that? Finn. Finn, Finn was Finn was not 
when I met him, Finn was general, but that could be, it also could change up. It all depends. I met Alexa was general. Um, well, not Finn, Cat. Oh, my bad. Carrying Cross and Scarlet. Most likely will be um, VIP unless, unless something happens and they don't have the title. Because uh, when I was there, Champa. Johnny had won the title and he was general and Champa was without the title and he was VIP. That was hilarious. Um, Cause everybody was freaking out for Johnny and I was upset because I was in a different line uh, and I couldn't get in that line, but Finn made up for it. So meeting Finn was awesome. Yeah. And I forgot. I got in a picture with the forgotten sons. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, and can we just talk about how Jackson Riker looks like a steroid-based Zack Ryder? <laughs> Almost the other night, literally had to do a second glance to make sure it wasn't him back in the ring. <laughs> yeah, that haircut's horrible. <laughs> Alrighty, well, it's like, well, this was the last pay-per-view in the Thunderdome. Seven, six. Our fans are coming back, people. Our fans seven, are seven sixteen, seven sixteen, seven sixteen. <laughs> I cannot wait. Oh, and I and I'm kind of hoping that at SmackDown she does not return, or else I'm never going to be allowed back on the show. Oh no, you'll be allowed back on the show. You're just going to get a couple packages. And on that note, that's all we have for this episode of the Queen's Takeover. Thank you so much for joining us and tune in next time as the takeover continues. Y'all have a good one. <laughs>